The next Ole Miss Rebels head coach, Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Dan Mullen. Dan. Oh, Dan Mullen. I didn't think about that one. How about that? Mm. Well, uh, if you've been paying tonight, there's some drama going on in the coaching world. Uh, obviously, Auburn is searching for a new head coach. Uh, reports have come out that Lane Kiffin will be that next coach. And then suddenly after, Reports were coming out that they were being denied and that the report of him leaving were true. So, I, I mean, I don't know, Zach. I don't know what to believe right now. <laughs> I don't know what to sure. think. I mean, honestly, I, I thought Lane Kiffin would take the job if offered. Uh, so, I, I won't say, you know, I'll be, I would be surprised by that by, by any stretch of the imagination. I would not be surprised at all. Um, but... I mean, Lane Kiffin, he hasn't really denied it. I mean, I know he made a tweet and was like, oh, you know, you know, news to me or whatever. But, like, you know, if it ain't true, just straight up deny it. That's like, that's what Jesse said. Jesse was like, yeah, I got – so, as you know, have some buddies um, that I work with that are Ole Miss fans. Uh, and my buddy Dawson was like, yeah, he's not leaving. And then Jesse was like – Don't be so confident. Don't be so confident. Jesse was like, I don't know. Like, he didn't deny it. He ain't denying it. But I, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty strong denial um, for for Lane to quote tweet it and say, this is news to me. Nice sources with the devil emoji, you know. Right, right. Seems like uh, a pretty straightforward denial there. But, I mean, you know how Lane Kiffin is. Uh, he could just be. Uh, I don't know. Two minutes ago, he just tweeted something again. Lane Kiffin. Oh. Let's get it pulled up here. He's, it says, this just in, breaking news, which you know he's a Twitter troll, so he's trolling again. Yeah. This just in, breaking news, John Sokoloff, the guy who broke the news about him leaving, of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. <laughs> Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet. So, John to WLOX is happening. Story soon. <laughs> Dang. Let me pull that out real quick for our, our, our audience. Um, there we go. I mean, I, I don't know, Zach. Like, 18 minutes ago, Barstool saying he was leaving. Like, I, I don't know what to believe. I, I really don't. I, I mean. You know, it's kind of like the uh, when you're picking – the panels of a flower to figure out if, you know, 
a girl loves you, you know, like <laughs> he's staying, he's staying not. He's staying, he's staying not. <laughs> he's staying, he's staying not. <laughs> like that's what we got going on right now. It's right. Crazy. That's well, funny, I mean, that, that's funny. Did he really like I think he like legit printed that off. It definitely looks that way. It looks like it he went and typed like it up. typed it up and then printed it off. That shows some commitment. He just took time out of his day to find a logo, a caution logo, type it up, underline it, put some in it, put some italics in it, and hashtags in there, and, and then and then post it. How about that? And print it off. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it looks like he's, I, I don't know, it, with all this, like, response from him, I would expect that would mean he's not leaving. Yeah. I For me, at least. least. I, I mean, you're going to dig yourself, boy. You're going to dig yourself a deep hole, Lane Kiffin, if you're tweeting like that, and then it happens. It's, he's digging that hole deep if it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, geez, Louise, if if that's true, like if it comes out that he is going and like it does happen and then he's tweeted all that, like. Yeah, he's going to have some answer to do for sure. Golly, I I mean, that's brutal. I I mean, holy cow. What a troll job, though. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, that's what he's known for. He's been that way, you know, for quite some time now. That's that's been his thing. Yeah. So anyways, anyways. Well, that's the coaching craziness right now, and I'm so glad that we are no longer doing that, and we have Brian Hill Kelly as our head coach, and things are going. We don't have to worry about that. Things are going great. Yeah, exactly. Things are going great, and we have no worry, concern about that at all. Um, So, anyways, good luck to Auburn fans. Good luck to Ole Miss fans as this continues. Um. But if it's yeah, – anyways, anyways, that's going to continue to go on for the next few days. We'll see how that all plays out. I, I saw Zach a while ago or earlier today that Paul Finbaum had uh, had somebody tell him that they could name a coach as soon as Friday. So Yes, I saw that as well. Then you see all this come out and you're thinking, well, Maybe it's this is it. Yeah, this is it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see as it plays out and, Look, and goes forward. The John Skoloff guy, dude. You gotta be. You gotta have some major, <laughs> major courage and confidence to post that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very interested, um, to see, to see what, uh, how this plays out. Um, but Reagan, AD, KJ Williams cut up today, fellas. We gotta talk about some he, basketball. Forget Mr. Lane Kiffin. Who wants to talk about that? We're talking about LSU basketball. Because, dude, honestly, there's not a lot of people talking about LSU basketball right now. I think we might playing tomorrow, too. Playing tomorrow. I think we might be the biggest the the podcast that has talked about LSU basketball the most. I mean, obviously, football, obviously. But I mean, you gotta talk about these two basketball teams right now. Uh yeah, I mean, you especially the women's. Especially the women's. Five in a row. Five in a row, bro. Look. And supposedly that's potentially an NCAA record. Five straight games of a hundred. Uh, at least the ladies points or more. At least the ladies. Uh, 
official media, official basketball account said that that was believed to be an NCAA record. Angel Reese continues to be incredible. Flo J. Flo J. Flo, Flo, I, I was told Flo, just say Flo J. That's what I was told to say. That that would work the best. We'll, we'll go. We'll That's go. her actual name, but her nickname is Flo J. Well, she got the flow. She had the flow going in the wind. You remember Daniel told us to call it. That was that was that, Daniel told us that from the Gold yeah. Pot. It's Flo J. Okay. Flo J. I think her actual name. I think you're right. It, it, you know how she had twenty seven the other day. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven. Let's bring Look, it up. You know what I really liked, uh, you know, is Kim Mulkey and her her post-game uh, press conference. Uh, yeah, look, Flo J had double-double, 27-10. Angel Reese, another double-double, 23-19. 20 boards, bro. Yeah, uh, 20. And look at the 10 offensive boards. That, that's huge. That's huge. She had more um, offensive boards than she had defensive boards. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's extra points right there. Yeah, I mean, but five in a row, you, you got a uh, hundred points, and you know the question was, you know, well, obviously the caliber opponent is not you know incredible, but the question is, you know, why don't you schedule tougher games? That's what was asked of her in the post game, and. I think she gave a great response, Zach. She said, you know, uh, reality is of <laughs> two years back, you know, I inherited a, a team who won nine games. And she said, I was not going to overschedule when I had no idea what I was going to have. She said, you know, now that we, you know, we know what we got now and, you know, these girls are going to come back. And she said, you know, we're already on the phone making those calls. We're already on the phone beefing up our non-conference. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't dare over-schedule not knowing what I had. And that's just good coaching. And she talked about the progression. You know, we, we have to build. We didn't know what we were going to have, so we need to schedule our non-conference accordingly. So once now that we figure out what we have, next year we can beef it up. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, just – Obviously, a great coach with with a with a great mind of, you know, the entirety of the game, you know, including scheduling. Um, so, you gotta love what Kim Mulkey's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive. Uh, again, you, you have to say like the starting five is just phenomenal. Um, and, and you didn't have a a really huge game from your bench, but obviously, Samaya Smith, the freshman who is who has started at times this year. Um, you know, 11 points off the, off the bench, as you see there. Um, and they just have really, really good, uh, b- bench players. I mean, Kateri Poole, uh, Poa, I mean, all those girls are just really, really good. And so this is a really good team from yeah. top to bottom. Um, and, and they are shooting it really well, as you see around the 50% mark. Um, uh, and I'm really excited to see, um, as we get into SEC play, I know I know we're a little ways off from SEC play, but as we get into SEC play, I'm really excited to see because they got some. Honestly, right, I looked at their schedule and they look like they can cruise through the SEC. Um, they do have to uh, two massive games. Let me go check that real quick. 
they do have some pretty big games coming up um, in the SEC. Well, not coming up, but a little a little farther off. Let's go look at their schedule real quick. Um, so they have to host Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and then I know they go to South Carolina. Ooh, that's a big one. Who just beat Stanford. That's a um, big one. Yeah, so that's that's going to be obviously a game that everybody wants to watch. True test. I mean, I mean, honestly, Reagan, like, look at this. The rest of the way, um, let's see. I want to zoom out here. There we go. Um, the rest of the way looks pretty decent. Um, for like, I mean, these are all we're going at Arkansas, Vanderbilt, A and M, Kentucky, at Missouri, Auburn, Arkansas again, like. They can win. They can win like almost every game in the SEC. I know outside of Tennessee probably, and South and Carolina, and probably favored. Probably favored. Yeah, I mean you're probably gonna be favored in every game except for maybe maybe Tennessee. You might be favored in the Tennessee game. The yeah. only game you might not be favored in is the South Carolina game. Right. So you know it's it's gonna be really interesting, Reagan, to um, to see how this team progresses. And really, I mean, it, it feels like you know. If you're progressing from what you're doing right now, and obviously the quality of opponent isn't great, but you are doing what you should do against these types of opponents. No question. And you're putting up a ton of points. I mean, you yeah. are the highest scoring team in women's college basketball. Am I correct? I'm yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah you're the yeah. highest you're the highest scoring team in women's college basketball. So. And, it, and it's and it, it is very unusual for a team to go like back to back. Hundred games, so to go five in women's basketball five straight to go five straight is, you know, and they almost apparently they it's never been done before. Didn't get it this last one, but Jasmine Carson pulled through it and yeah. got a three there uh, sure near the end of the sure game to, to hit it. Well, Zach, the men's uh, played today as well in the, in the Cayman's Classic. Ten a.m. Uh, Cayman's Classic, ten a.m. Well, they're down in the Cayman Islands, so yeah, you know, it's probably different. To, I don't know what time zone the the Cayman Islands are in or, or what, but. I have no clue. But, yeah, K.J. Williams had himself an absolute incredible day. Uh, 33 points, eight boards. Um, you, you love to see that from him. I mean, just a dominant performance. Um, if you want to watch these games in the Cayman Islands, I think you're going to have to go to flowhoops.com. That's F-L-O-H-O-O-P-S.com. And it also um, – it also – is is going to you got to pay a subscription to, to to watch it so uh that's just a heads up if you go to try to watch the game tomorrow they will be playing akron tomorrow uh zach at 12 30 uh i don't know with this maybe it maybe this one's televised i'm not sure I, I really am not sure it doesn't look like it though when i looked at it it didn't have um it didn't have a a, a television channel or something on it like it normally does um so Anyways, it'll be 12.30 tomorrow playing Akron. You know, you hope you can continue. You love to win these, like, early in the year, like, you know, what are they called? Like, tournaments or, or whatever. Yeah, regular uh, tournaments, yeah. Helps helps your resume to go, you know, in, like, a neutral site, especially, like, off to the Cayman Islands and, and win all your games there. So, I mean, so, shoot, it's the Cayman Islands. Like, why? you're having a blast, too, while you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Vacation. Absolutely. Zach, somebody that continues to impress and has come on uh, recently in the last few games is Cam Hayes. Yep, I mean, yep, I yep. mean, what, what can you say to Cam Hayes, Cam, Cam Hayes Zach, and, 
and and his emergence. Well, I mean, we really didn't see hardly any of them until uh, the last game against. Um, I'm going blank. Who did we play before Illinois State? Was it you know? Yes, New Orleans against the New Orleans. So, um, and I mean against New Orleans, he came off the bench and just couldn't miss. Couldn't miss from behind no. from behind the three point range. Uh, and today you got to see a little bit more of his inside game. Uh, he he only was one for three from the three point range uh, last last time against New Orleans. That's where basically all of his points came from was behind the free th- uh, uh, the three point range. And you know he scored ten points, uh, seven of that being inside of the arc. So uh, you got to see a little bit more of uh, his tools. And I, I think again, you know, one of the biggest things we talked about with this team. Uh, and we mentioned it, you know, when comparing to last year's team is, you know, that you would 100% take last year's team's bench, obviously, with Tari Eason and, yeah, right, and Eric right. Gaines and guys like that coming off the bench. Um, and in the last few games, Reagan, the last couple of games, they the, played well. the bench yeah, they played has really played well. really well. Um, they provided, uh, I mean, a ton of points in the New Orleans game off the bench, obviously, with Derek Fountain. And look, Darren Fountain, he didn't have a massive day today, but he only took two shots. He made both of them. He was two for two. Uh, and he played a lot of minutes. Um, he's continuing to play phenomenal defense. Um, so it, it's really encouraging to see some of these guys that are coming off the bench uh, and, 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 and to, to, you know, put forth, put forth a lot of quality minutes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Cam Hayes obviously being the big one today with 10 points off the bench, which led all bench players. Um, so really, really impressive. But I mean, what can you say about KJ Williams, man? 33, 33. I mean, dude, he dominated. He dominated. There was, they could not contain him in the paint today. And it was, it was really encouraging. It was also encouraging to get to see, uh, Adam Miller, you know, kind of come back. I, I know he wasn't great, um, from behind the arc. He was only one of five today. You know, you can hope he kind of shake that off because he kind of struggled with that last game, but still put in 13 points, which is really good. But he he what he did today was he drew fouls. He went to the free throw line eight times, which uh led everybody um on the LSU team, and he went eight for eight. Um, so really, really encouraging uh to see him, you know, play a little bit different game outside of just being a three-point shooter. Yeah, what I've been really pleased with, um, you know, first two games, uh, man, it was – yeah, exactly, AD um, is is speaking to my point here. You know, for for the first two games, man, it just felt like the offense was so clunky and and it was not together and it was struggling to to, uh, find itself and and it was so – uh, I don't know. You know, you go through those long periods of of, of scoring droughts too, um, and so I, I've been really pleased with what I've seen um, in the last few games. It, it looks like the offense has has gelled and and worked a lot better, um, and that has to do with you know uh, them. I think just playing together and, and getting used to each other yeah. and, and building the chemistry on the court. Yeah, it looks a lot more uh, smoother now. Yeah, and, and it's it's beginning to look a lot more smoother. And, and I mean, that's only going to get better uh, as the season continues. So, you know, you're excited about that. Um, obviously, I, Zach, I, I still want to see the defense improve some more. Uh, there are times where and stretches where uh, it feels like the, the defense laxes a little bit. Well, I mean, 
you saw the difference in the two halves. I mean, yeah. they only allow what was it, twenty five points? Uh, the entire. Let me go back and look at it. I think they only allowed eighteen in the first. Eighteen, yeah. And they uh, allowed forty three, yeah. And forty three in this. In this now, probably a lot of that was because you know they kind of let their foot off the gas and and you know they put in some some bench players. I'm sure a, a lot a, that was a large part of it. Um, but still, to let to give up forty three after you gave up 18, eighteen, you know, yeah. definitely a letdown. And you were destroying them, and then you kind of let it, you know, get a little bit closer. Yes. Obviously, the game ended uh, in a in a pretty good margin, but um, it was it was. I gotta agree with you. It was a little discouraging. Yeah, I want I want the defense to be just a little bit more dominant. I mean, at times it shows like it can be, and then it doesn't. So I I want that to be more consistent. Is probably yeah. the best. Uh, way of putting that so but yeah I mean again the offense continues to look better love what you saw out of KJ Williams today uh and, and you hope that you can get a little bit more de- uh, defensive consistency Zach a little just a little story in this game I mean very minute uh I don't know if you remember this or not but it was either a year or two ago uh that LSU uh had announced that they were bringing Seneca Knight uh I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Seneca, Seneca, Seneca. I, I don't know. Uh, but Seneca Knight um, from San Jose State, and he was going to transfer to LSU, ends up not making it to the team, ends up going elsewhere. Well, you played him today at Illinois State, uh, and he got 14 points coming off the bench. But just a little, little, little bit. Well, hey, we got a couple of comments uh, before we go to break here, Reagan. Uh, so you want to hit a couple comments? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jared asked an interesting question. I like this question. He said, how bad, if at all, does football being good hurt interest? But I, I think uh, quite a bit. Always. Uh, as yeah, we absolutely. mentioned, Jared, um, like right now, there really isn't a lot of uh, LSU people talking about the basketball team. At all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's really not even a lot of people talking about the women's basketball team. Um, I don't think I've heard anybody – you know, on shows like ours that are talking about women's basketball like we are, uh, or men's basketball. So it definitely does. And I mean, I, certainly understandable. Right now, you were yeah. in the thick of things with football. Um, I, obviously, LSU is playing phenomenal, but you know, that's why we made this podcast. We are LSU exclusive and we're going to talk all things LSU sports, uh, including women's and men's basketball as they are uh, playing really well right now. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely hurts right now. Just being in season right now, obviously, once the season is over, more attention will be focused on uh, basketball. And I think specifically the women's basketball. Um, AD said, yeah. "I know y'all talked uh, about the coaching thing earlier with Auburn and Mississippi, Ole Miss, but don't it feel good to be on the other side of, thing, of that foolishness this season?" Oh my god! Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of exciting being. I don't know how you feel, Reagan, but it's exciting being in that time. You know, hearing the names tossed around, hearing the rumor mill, like it's it's obviously yeah. as a as a fan, you know, you want to know who the coach is, you want to know who it's going to be, so you kind of move forward. But I, I got to be honest, I'm way kinda, more glad now, yeah, than, for sure, than, yeah, to be in, involved in that. And it's exciting, you know, it's it's more exciting, I think, um, to be an outsider, you know, watching it and uh, watching, you know, the 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 trolling that's happening right now with Lane Giffen, you know, that obviously is 
it's funny. I've been texting my Ole Miss, my, my Ole Miss buddies uh, for most of the night uh, talking to them. Let's see if they said anything. I don't know if they said anything yet. Um, yeah, Jesse does not think that uh, that his tweet was a solid no. He said, <laughs> I mean, if he, he is planning to be hired any other day than this Friday, then he could say that and still not be wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. so, you know? I mean, I get, I get the, I get the sentiment. Like, you want your coach to be like, "No, I'm not going." But yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I, I don't know if I don't know if Lane Kiffin's that guy. I think he loves the he loves the the chatter, the trolling, uh, all of that stuff. Clearly, because he does it all the time. Yeah, I have to agree. But yes, I, I, the AD, I am thrilled that we are not in a coaching so search. And Brian Kelly is at the helm of things, and things look to be super bright in LSU's future. Well, hey, speaking of Brian Kelly, let's take a quick break, and then we will recap LSU versus UAB. Uh, obviously, dominant win for LSU Tigers, what we liked, what we didn't like. Let's get to that next. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Breaking news. Breaking news. Former top 50 prospect. Hold on, Reagan. I got you. I got you. I got you. Wait, you better pull it up. Oh, you have a sound bite now. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> news. Don't L there. <laughs> no, uh, former. <laughs> former. Top 50 prospect, Donnell Harris Jr. is transferring from Texas A&M. A big-time defensive uh, end uh, will be leaving the Texas A&M Aggies. uh, Hey, and guess guess what you need after this year? Need an edge. Need some edge. But you also got guys like Quincy Wiggins. Yeah, Quincy's been dealing with the injury, so, you know, obviously he'll be back. you know, you want to see more from uh, Desmond Little, you know, guys like that. And you also got Sean Womack coming in, too, man. Sean Womack. Sean yeah. Womack. And Savion, Savion Jones has looked good. Savion Jones. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you're not – I mean, honestly, you're not going to be in a major need for him. But, I mean, if you get him, I, I, great. I don't, I don't know, though. But that's just – that was announced tonight. I, I don't know if we're in on it or not, so – Anyways, what what is he saying here? And he said, I don't trust the thing a coach says at this time of the year. And, I mean, he makes a good point because at this time of the year, you know, obviously coaches are wanting uh, – not wanting outside noise, not wanting outside distractions. They're wanting the teams to focus on the most critical time of the year, which is the end of the season uh, and, and coming into the postseason. And Ole Miss has got a huge game on Thanksgiving Day against Mississippi State. Yeah, they do. And – in the egg bowl. So, you know, it's, 
I kind of agree with AD there. Um, you know, maybe maybe that is uh, Lane just trying to uh, clear out the noise and, and trying to shut it down uh, quickly. But hey, look, I don't know if you saw this, but there were some recruits, Auburn recruits, that were tweeting about it and and you know making mention of Lane coming to Auburn. Uh, so you know, like I said, he's seemed like staying. Some- He's staying not. Lane staying. It seemed like some former Auburn players may like the idea too. Anthony Schwartz, who is now a a Cleveland Brown uh, wide receiver, you know, former Auburn wide receiver, uh, tweeted a gif of a train pulling up to a uh, a station. So obviously, you got to believe those guys have alluding to the Lane train. Uh, Jared Addison said Lane leaves Sunday. Not lying. All right. What kind of forces you got? What kind of sources you got? He got Breaking them crosses. Yeah, I know it. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he left after saying all that. That's just how Lane is. And Lane, Lane Kiffin is probably one of the most hated guys in all of – in the college football world, probably the most hated coach. I yeah. mean, Tennessee fans hate him. Oakland Raiders fans hate him. I don't know. Probably FAU fans hate him right down there in Florida Atlantic. Yeah, Alabama fans hate him. So I mean, he's one of the most hated people. USC. Yeah, he got fired at USC, didn't he? He did. Anyways, so Reagan, moving on from uh, the Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin news <laughs> and, and all that good stuff. But uh, LSU obviously beats UAB. Um, we were worried a little bit about it because of the rain and you know it was going to be cold and nobody showing up at. At Death Valley, understandable, but man, dude, that was bad. There was nobody. Well, it's understandable, I, understandable, understandable. But yeah, I mean, on forty-two degrees and rain. night, it looked like just the parents were there. Like it was bad. <laughs> so you know, anyways. But Tigers get it done. They win. Uh, what was the final? Forty-one to ten. Am I going blank 41 here? 10. Yeah, forty-one 10. to ten. Yeah. Uh, did we miss a PAT? We did. We missed a PAT, didn't we? Yeah, Ramos did, and then we found Fenton in. And then we also had um, – well, I think part of that was, you know, because he's a senior and he participated in senior uh, night. Probably, probably, probably sure. Um, You also – I guess – do you want to start with the bad? Let's start with the bad, and then we'll go to the good. All right, let's get it out there. But, yeah. Let's, not a lot. Okay, missed the PAT, and as me and you talked about it, you had the kickoff return uh, after the first touchdown, which was – Special teams. Not good. Special teams continues to be all your consistent, but mostly bad. Um, <sighs> and John Emery coughed it up again, uh, which was twice. The, yeah, twice. He, coughed, he coughed it up twice. Um, twice. Not not good. Uh, and, and you could tell after the second one that hated it, boy, man. He was He's not happy. Uh, he was definitely down about it. But I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just unlucky or if he's just not doing a good job at protecting the football. Um, he has got to got to do a better job at protecting the football because guess what? You know when you when you get into uh, games like when you go when you go to Atlanta and face Georgia, the coaches are going to want to put in guys that they can rely on and that they know are not going to turn the ball over. Sure. Um, and you want John in there because of his explosive ability. We've mm. talked about it. He's not a hundred, he's not the 20-something carries, hundred plus yard back. 
he's the, you know, five to ten touches, and he might bust one of those. Yeah. You know, so you you want him in there, but the coaches got to trust him to not cough it up, and he hasn't really done a great job of proving himself this season because he's coughed it up a few times. Um, and then you look at Josh Williams and the job he's done, and he hasn't put the ball on the ground once. No, not this year. No, I can't recall of one time this year that he has put the ball on the ground. So, which I think he's going to be good, by the way. You know, reports were he had kind of tweaked his knee, and I'm like, yeah, you sit him. You sit him. Yeah. No, he tweaked his knee, but like, like it's it's an injury, like. Like, Zach, if we're playing Alabama and, like, he had that knee tweak, like, he's probably playing playing. the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's UAB and it's rainy and the field's kind of wet. You take a seat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So, what what were some big things in this game that you liked? Obviously, um, not a whole whole lot to take away from it with it being a blowout win and uh, an inferior opponent. But what were some things that you liked to see? Um, from the win on Saturday? Um, number one, real quick, going back to the John Emery thing, by the way, uh, I have full confidence in Frank Wilson also to address the issue. Uh, Frank Wilson deserves the benefit of the, bout, the doubt as a coach uh, to get that right. Uh, and obviously, it's a problem. Frank Wilson is going to address it. So, anyways, um, what, what to take away? Good things, bad things. Number one, the good thing – uh, I liked that they were trying to push the ball downfield. Um, yeah. I really liked that assertive that. Was, that, was it the first play of the game? Second. The I think it was the or second. second. The second, yeah. That was a great pass and a great catch. Hauled it in. Uh, really loved seeing that. I, I really did. Um, Noah Kane looked great. Now, look, it's yeah. it's UAB, but he looked solid. Zach, for future, um, Derek Davis has taken a red shirt. He's taking a red shirt this year. Brian Kelly made that known and, you know, said he's done. But he also said, I should have made the switch from safety to running back sooner because Derek Davis had some pep in his step when they was handing the ball off to him. Like, they handed the ball off to him, and it's like he just was like out through the hole within seconds. Looks impressive. Within, so, seconds, within milliseconds. Like, he was just so, like, boom. Yeah. He's done for the year. Because they're going to reserve his red shirt, but Derek Davis probably going to be a running back from now on because <laughs> he looked good. He, he really did. Because yeah. all of our running backs back next year, including the two freshmen. Yeah, look, gosh, Frank Wilson loves the run. Zach, we can't forget 2011. I mean, that was a loaded running back room. Frank Wilson utilized it really well, yeah. uh, and next year can look like that. Next year, surely can look like that. Uh, so excited for the future at that position. Um, bad, bad things. Zach, our secondary did not play good. No. It did not play good. There were times when guys – what was that one guy's name? Shoper Shine? Shoper Shine? Shoshire Fine. He beat our guys a few times. He beat them a few times. And if it wasn't for Hopkins – they they would have got us a few times more yeah. than we would have needed than we would have liked. You're right. Um, so that that concerned me a bit because our our 
secondary has been a lot better than we had expected it to be this year. It's not the best. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's like elite, but our secondary had been better than expected. Um, so that concerned me a bit because that I don't know if it was just the night was cold, it was nasty, it was sluggish, the the stadium was empty, so they were playing a little lackadaisical, maybe, maybe, but you definitely got to lock it in uh, for the next two games. The next I mean, two they, games, you, know, you can't see that. I mean, obviously, yes, there were some opportunities that UAB missed with some uh, coverages there. Uh, you know, not busted, but just the wide receivers or, and our DBs getting beat. So I have to wonder, you know, how much of that um, was due to the kind of like, as you mentioned, lackadaisical with it being the weather and all. But, I mean, they held it to 10 points, right? And they looked good. I mean, at the beginning. Yeah, it did. Like, it did. At the beginning, UAB was just moving the ball. Like, the first two drives, we were like, good grief. Why are we letting this happen? You know, and. You know, then after that, they were locked down. And apparently at halftime, you know, they there was a, a word. Brian Kelly had a word with the defense and and made it very clear. Look, we're we're about to lock clamp them up. And yeah. that's exactly what they did. Yes, there were some times that, uh, you know, if the quarterback makes a decent throw, um, that they probably score a touchdown because that, that number 11 kid was was beating our guys. But um uh, you got the job done. You held, you you shut them out in the second half. Completely dominated the game, and Reagan JD bounces back. We find yeah, out great. We found yeah. out earlier uh, today. We found out earlier. I think it was today or Sunday. Um, JD did have the flu. Yeah. On uh, in the Arkansas game, we actually found out there was multiple LSU players that confirmed had the flu we had only heard about Basriel and perkins um on the day of but uh comes to find out over this past weekend and today that uh, we found out that there's multiple multiple guys that had the flu and are still dealing with the flu uh currently um so you, you and jd came out and he was slinging it he looked great you mentioned uh the the deep ball that he threw the second play of the game to Malik, which just dropped it in the bucket. Um, you know, he he had almost 300 <laughs> yards passing. He had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, he looked like Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he he looked like the Jaden Daniels of recent of recent weeks. Yeah, the, the flu thing I think is somewhat you know, it's something that you know maybe people are overlooking a little bit. You know, something we haven't heard you know a lot of, but probably is something playing a factor more than we realize. Yeah, uh, and I, I like that because you know you don't want to make an excuse of something, you know, about playing a certain way. Oh well, we had the flu, so you know we'll give ourselves a pass. You know, so I'm kind of glad you're not hearing a whole lot about it because you don't want an excuse making, you know, team and coach. Uh, but look, Harold Perkins played with the flu at Arkansas. Now we know JD played with the flu at Arkansas, and Kayshawn had to sit out be because he had the flu. He tried to warm up, did warm up for the UAB game, was dressed out, you know, decided not to go. Uh, Tolan was actually removed from the hotel because um, of, of he had like 102 fever, flu, um, finally kind of broke his fever, got to feeling better, and ended up playing. So – Flu's kind of been going around the team more than maybe we we realize. So 
Yeah. Um, Zach, there's also some some news that that broke before the game uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. Armani Goodwin is out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what does that look like, Zach, for for the running back room for the rest of the year? I mean, I, I wouldn't say a major change because you know since the injury they've 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 done well and and made yeah. adjustments, but you know you like what Armani did at the early beginnings of the season. Well, I think you're just going to see more of Noah Kane, and, you know, that's why you like what you saw on Saturday. He carried the ball, I think it was 11 times for 76 yards. He obviously had three touchdowns. Um, so, really, really good day for him. And, you know, you wanted to see more of him, especially coming into the season, and you just, you just really didn't. He got really honestly pushed back to, like, the fourth on the depth, depth chart with Armani and Josh kind of battling out for the first string, and then John Emery there. Uh, after those guys, and then it was Noah Kane. So, you know, we I, I know it sucks, but I think we're going to be okay uh, because really your your bell cow is Josh Williams. He is your go-to most dependable guy. Um, and then John Emery obviously is going to get, you know, like we said, five to ten touches a game, and you hope he busts one. Um, I, I think, you know, Noah Kane is a guy that comes in, and he's your thumper that comes in, and when you need – you know, short yardage situation, you go get it. And that's if you're resting Josh, because Josh has been the everything back. I mean, he's been, you know, when you got to have five, when you got to have 18, he gets you 20. You know, when you, when you got to, when you need him to do whatever you need him to do, he goes and he gets it done. Um, So I think Noah Kane kind of compliments Josh well um, to get him some rest and and do what Josh is meant to do. And then obviously John is the, uh, let's hope he busts one, um, you know, the home run hitter. So we're going to find out, you know, how it looks the rest of the way. But I, I definitely think they're okay. You know, you hate because Armani just has uh, a really great acceleration. I mean, he looks really good. He, he hits the holes really well. And can, and he's just really a really good all-around back. And he's also really good at the backfield yeah. catching the ball. Especially but, when you think about the Mississippi State game. You know, yeah. He had a great yeah. game. He had a great game against State. But I, honestly, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you've got so many guys back there. Uh, I think they're gonna be perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I think Josh is back for this this next game. John Kane, you're you're gonna be fine. You're you're gonna be fine. Um, Zach, I think we have some comments here that maybe we need can we can get to uh, real quick. I've been seeing some pop up. Texas four and eight told everyone. <laughs> They would listen. They had the flu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Zach, d- does Jimbo keep his job? Yes, yes, I, I really do. I-, I think he keeps his job. Um, I mentioned this. I was talking with Blake and Pooh before our the AYS show um, behind, behind the scenes, and, you know, we were talking about the same thing, and – I, I don't think they fire him after this year. I, I really don't think that at all. I definitely think he comes back for next year. But I think if you have a similar year or even a six and six, seven and five year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I really think that that conversation um, is going to pop up a lot and not just in these podcasts, but I think in national media, um, it is going to begin to pop up. So, He's definitely gonna get turned around, but dude, it it looks really bad right now. Now, now, what if like there's a, what if there's like an exodus at the end of the year? I mean, Donnell Harris just left. You know, it, it sounds like 
Uh, like a mass yeah, exodus. Sounds like the, yeah, like it sounds like. I still, I still don't think that There's they probably fire him. more. I still don't think they fire him. I mean that that's that's a large, large buyout. Um, yeah, and he is playing. They they do have a lot of really young guys. They don't have a quarterback, Reagan. They don't have a quarterback. Um, I mean, they have the freshman, obviously, you know, Haynes King, whatever, <laughs> you know, but and then Max Johnson's been hurt, but they don't have a quarterback, bro. <laughs> like it's not it's, good. It's, it's not, not good. good. Um, and I mean, obviously, we know that quarterback is arguably the most important player in team sports. So um, you know, when you don't have a quarterback, when you're playing a lot of freshmen and young guys that are talented, that are very talented, but still have to play and and, yeah. and gel together and 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 they're young like that's a lot going against them and I'm not excusing it at all but it says they there's no no excuse for them being uh four and seven right now uh potentially four and eight at the end of Saturday terrible but yeah I think I, I don't think they fire them at all I don't I don't I don't even think that's really a conversation until next season I I would agree. I think he gets another year uh, uh, of, I don't know if I want to say grace. They'll give him another year. You know, hey, get it right or you're done. Uh, Maybe not it, grace, but mercy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just been so crazy with the, I mean, Zach, I, I mean, is this the most like biggest letdown ever? I mean, the hype, like, was the hype was and so had the highest rated uh, yeah the class, class ever all the returning players it's like you know what in the heck happened down there right. in college station it's so is is a real, real quick question transition change gears just for a sec is HN going to be available against LSU uh from from what i saw yes but okay. <laughs> if they if Devin HN ain't playing there's no hope there's no, no. hope. Dude, I, I they struggled think. against UMass. It was three to three, and they scored kind of a late touchdown to make it ten to three going to half. And then they only scored ten to six. They cannot score. They cannot Their score. Their offense against. is atrocious. But it's they atrocious. have they have a they have a decent defense. They have a pretty good defense, I would say. I'd say they're decent. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's LSU, a good defense. It's I, a good defense. Think, I don't think LSU is going to have to score a lot in this game to win. They, you know, they could, and I mean, they're going to be playing arguably the best defense that they've seen all year. Yeah. Zach, their O line has not been good. And you talk about Wagman, a freshman, getting pressure from guys like BJ and, and Harold. Harold Pargins. It's going to be, I mean, he's not a running problem. quarterback. He's not it's a running be a quarterback. Problem. So they yeah, don't have to spy him. They can just pressure him. Yeah, and it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Look, Aitchin didn't play against UMass. I think if Aitchin played, it would have been a little bit more high scoring because Aitchin is their offense. He's, 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 yeah, he but is Texas a &M. I like our run defense to contain him. Make uh, Connor Wagman beat you. Have Harold Perkins put pressure yeah. on him when he drops back. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's case closed. Yeah, yeah. They got a solid defense, though. I think, Is there I any think, shot AM beats LSU on Saturday? Oh, of course. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, you're you're going to College Station. It's an SEC West matchup. I mean, I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher's a terrible coach. 
They're they're hungry for wins. I mean, they want to piss yes. in our cornflakes. If 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 LSU's caught with their pants down, yeah, they they I I think they absolutely could. Is that going to happen? I think no. I don't think it'll happen because I just don't. Brian Kelly just seems so focused on preparation and the way you approach games more than uh, anything else. Like, I just don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening. I don't, I don't even think against Arkansas it was a look-ahead deal. I, I really don't. I just yeah. don't. I think it was just a hard-fall game in, in, in bad environment. Yeah. Well, before that happens, tomorrow night we'll be finding out <laughs> – the college football playoff rankings. Reagan, you've already seen the AP poll do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, did the coaches poll do it? I think they did. Coach. Yeah, we were, we were we were six in both. Yep. Um, so USC jumps LSU in both the AP and the coaches poll. Um, do they get jumped tomorrow night? You know, I wouldn't. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they do um, jump us. But Zach, something that people aren't realizing. Zach, you realize who USC plays this Saturday? Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, who has been playing well, very well. Yeah, and Zach and it's at Notre Dame. Look, look I have no beef with Notre Dame. I know, I know, Notre Dame got some beef with Brian Kelly, but dude, Notre Dame Notre and Dame, LSU, we're Notre Dame fans on Saturday, bro. We're absolutely Notre Dame. Notre Dame and LSU may have pulled off like a win-win. They, they might have with this coaching change. Um, you know, a new a new look, a new scenery for Brian Kelly. Uh, one final push uh, to get a national championship in his career. Uh, all the resources and talent in the world to get it. Notre Dame gets a very young, hungry coach who is recruiting very well. Maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, it was a, it's a win win situation. I don't know, but you are definitely. Notre Dame fans this Saturday. And, Zach, I think Notre Dame's got a better chance to beat USC than UCLA did. Interesting. I mean, they had a chance. UCLA definitely played them very close. They did. They did. But, man, like, Notre Dame's been playing really good since since the early parts of the season. So, what Uh, makes – I mean, they stomped Clemson. What makes Notre Dame have more of a chance than UCLA did? UCLA, I just don't. They feel like a program that 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 like can be good or great, but just aren't. Like there's no I, I, like the physicality of UCLA just doesn't seem like it's ever there. And, and I think USC has always kind of big brothered them. I feel like Notre Dame uh, has been kind of trending up, whereas UCLA has, you know, at the beginning of the season were within the talks of everything and has kind of slid down a little bit. Um, They also had the pressure being at home, playing in front of everybody. You know, you think home crowd advantage, but, Zach, in all reality, UCLA is not used to having that kind of a crowd at home. Yeah. I I mean – so maybe there's some pressure there to play better. I don't know. I think Notre Dame poses a bigger threat against USC than UCLA did. Uh, the only the only thing is, is I would take DTR over what Notre Dame has at quarterback. 
Um, but I, I like Notre Dame's chances this weekend to beat USC. Do I think, you know, do I think I would pick them or bet on that? Probably not. But I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Notre Dame goes in there and knocks off USC this weekend. But well, LSU fans, you're Notre Dame fans this weekend. And, and if they don't, you know, then you got to hope that Oregon does so in the Pac-12 championship. Absolutely. So uh, you're Please. also cheering because uh, I don't think Iowa State's going to do anything, but you're also cheering for Kansas State uh, in the Big 12 championship game to knock off um, TCU. TCU's already beaten Kansas State this year, 38-28. Um, so you kind of hope Kansas State gets back at them. Uh, I don't think you necessarily need TCU to lose. You don't have to. No. I, I don't, really don't think so. But, you know, you already had Tennessee win, which we obviously need to talk about. Um, Tennessee gets beat. Get Doesn't get beat. They get absolutely destroyed by South Carolina. Me and you were watching that game with Bobby and Ray, uh, Kenny and a couple Crazy. of friends. And, dude, it was what happened for Hendon Hooker, though. Yes, uh, obviously, obviously, we wish uh, a speedy recovery to Hendon Hooker. Hey, look, man, I hate that for him. My Saints fans on here, look, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe, maybe we, uh, maybe we, we bust for, uh, you know, maybe we, what, what, what do we, what do we do? What do we, what do we, what do you call it when you intentionally suck? I'm going blank tank. here. You tank, yeah, maybe, maybe we tank for uh, Hendon Hooker. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think he'd be really good in the New Orleans offense. But um, obviously, that was massive for LSU because honestly, that was Huge. that the was LSU's biggest obstacle. Obviously, the biggest obstacle is Georgia. You got to beat Georgia in the NC Championship. But out, everybody knows, in order for LSU to make the playoffs, they have to win out. They have to beat Georgia. The yeah. biggest obstacle, if you do that, is ten was Tennessee, um, and them losing. To South Carolina clears that up. You don't have to worry about that. You do have to worry more about USC than you would uh, TCU now. So that's why you definitely want to hope you USC takes a loss uh, either against Notre Dame this weekend or against Pac, uh, uh, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. So you know you're definitely cheering against um, against USC. You also would hope. Maybe TCU loses, but I don't think you have to have it. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, AD made a great point too, uh, as well. Zach, Notre Dame has a, a lot better defense than, than UCLA does, uh, yeah. and, and, a, and, a, and a really good secondary. You know, they had the transfer from Northwestern, who's uh, at the safety position, who's really good. Uh, so yeah, they, they have a better defense too. He also said, "Ease off my Saints." Look, I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Saints fan, AD. <laughs> Look, I'd rather have Hinton Hooker. I'd rather have – I want Hinton Hooker. Now, I will say Andy Dalton played a great game, uh, played really well um, against the Rams and got a – the Saints got a much-needed win. Look, I'm not saying that they're about to go undefeated the rest of the way, but, you know, they're not super far off from winning the division. <laughs> it just, that's just how bad the division is this year. So, anyways, enough Saints talk. You know, tank for Hinton Hooker. You know, it would be great, you know, but anyways. I'm so, Zach, do you, do you think the committee puts them above us tomorrow? I, I, I've been thinking about it, Reagan, and for some reason I keep thinking that we are not going to jump. Now, I'm not a prophet, and you're the one that's having visions in your dreams. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, 
I could be, right, <laughs> be dead wrong. Y'all, Reagan texted. Okay, it's a funny story. We and Reagan <laughs> were texting earlier today. And for what I can't remember how we got on the topic. Um, oh, I texted Reagan. I said, bro, I had a really weird dream last night. And he said, me too. I dreamed that LSU um, got was jumped. jumped by USC <laughs> yes, uh, in, in the college football playoff rankings. And I was like, well, mine was a little bit more crazier than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll share everything, but uh, I basically dreamed Reagan died. <laughs> Sad great. story. It was really not great. a good dream. I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, Reagan's dead. No, okay, God, he's not. <laughs> Thank goodness. I almost texted this morning like, hey, 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 buddy, you good? good? <laughs> Anyways. I'm good. Knock, good. knock on wood that that dream does not become reality. And also kind of <laughs> knock on wood that Reagan's dream doesn't become a reality. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we don't want to get uh, USC to get jumped by LSU. Uh, obviously, they already have in the two of the polls. But honestly, right now, Reagan, those two polls they don't matter. do not matter. They do not matter whatsoever. They All don't. that matters is the college football playoff rankings. And yeah, Reagan, I got to be honest. I don't, for some reason, I don't think they get jumped. I want to say I, I want to agree with you, but I don't know. I, I just feel like the committee can do whatever they want at any moment in time. And my rationale is okay. You've had USC behind us this whole time, you know. Now, just because they beat UCLA and, you know, we played UAB, that justifies them jumping us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think USC's schedule justify Like, that's their biggest win, Zach. Beating yeah. UCLA was their biggest win of the year. A two-loss team in the Pac-12. Do I think that justifies them jumping us? No, because we beat number seven Ole Miss. We beat... Number six, Alabama. We're the SEC West champs. Do I think they that justifies it? No. Um, but for whatever reason, I feel like they will. Um, again, I don't think it matters at this point because if if we win out, I think you know if they go and lose to Notre Dame Saturday, you know it don't matter yeah. uh, if they jump us this week or not. But. If LSU don't beat Georgia in the next championship, it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, so LSU has to win out anyways for there to be a conversation. So, yeah, yeah you want Notre Dame to take care of it this weekend, so maybe you don't have to worry about that. So, We'll see. And, look, uh, Reagan, I've, I've also thought about this, and we'll, we'll probably – we'll obviously get more deeper into this as, uh, in, you know, a couple weeks. But, look – we haven't seen LSU lose an SEC championship game in football. Every time they've gone to the SEC championship game, as we have been paying attention, they've won. <laughs> they've won. So we've had some ready. good. We've had some good. What's what am I trying to say? In recent years, we, we've we've had our uh, Georgia's number. Yeah, we have. But uh, I think it's a different do. Georgia. I think it it's a different, different Georgia. It's it definitely is. a different Georgia. Yeah. You know, that in recent years, that was, you know, Kirby establishing the program and, and, and his and his program and and building what he wanted to do at Georgia. And, you know, now he's there. He's there, obviously. So 
Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see, obviously, in the next couple of weeks. But we need to focus on Texas A&M right now. That's what we need to do. Yeah. We need to focus on A&M Take right now because you don't want to get caught looking ahead. Um, but we will find out on Saturday. Reagan, should, I think we should take a break and then call it a night. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll Obviously, we're going to preview uh, the A&M game the next episode and, and cover that. So keep your mind focused on College Station and take care of, of all that first before we focus on Georgia. So, yeah, let's hit a quick break, Zach, and we'll come back and we'll wrap the show up right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, everybody, it's been a great show. Uh, enjoyed all of you who interacted and commented uh, tonight. Hey, guys, it's it's World Cup time, too. It's World Cup time. USA played today. Wasn't the result we wanted, but it wasn't terrible. We drew with, you know, there was a draw today with Wales. You know, we, we were. I, I expected the United States to lose. A lot of people did, too. Looked really good in the first half. Second half was, a, you know, that's where it got shaky and they tied it up. But, man, USA impressed today, I feel like, from what was expected. So, hats off to the boys in the red, white, and blue uh, for representing well and fighting, you know, really hard in, in the World Cup opening match uh, to finish in a draw. Why in the world is there draws or, and ties in any sport? I will never know. Uh, it makes no sense. You play the game to win or lose. You don't play the game to draw. So, NFL, you need to change your regular season overtime rules, not just the playoff overtime rules. It needs to be regular season. There doesn't need to be ties. Soccer, there doesn't need to be ties. There needs to be a way to end all games with a winner and a loser. Tying is the worst thing ever. I would rather, I would rather someone – my team lose than tie. I hate that. There's winner and losers. There's not ties. Anyways, that's all. That's just me on my soapbox. Anyways, so some more World Cup matches tomorrow. Obviously, you need to watch those. And LSU's playing at 1230 tomorrow. If you can find a way to watch it, pull for the Tigers. And we'll be uh, back here on Friday to preview the A&M game this weekend for the football boys. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.